This is a WTOP original podcast. Welcome to a special edition of The Vine Guy. I'm your host, Scott Greenberg, and today I'm flying solo as I report on sparkling wines for New Year's Eve. Now, F. Scott Fitzgerald once proclaimed, too much of anything is bad, but too much champagne is just right. And let's face it, champagne was made for New Year's Eve and so much more. Now, there's nothing quite like wine with bubbles to create a festive atmosphere and elevate the last night of the year to celebratory status particularly if you're anxious to say goodbye and good riddance to 2020. But here's one of the great mysteries of the wine world. Why do so many wine-savvy consumers only drink sparkling wines or champagne on special occasions? It's a shame, really, because these wines are incredibly versatile, and they pair well with a variety of foods, and they're just swell on their own. Lily Bollinger, the former indomitable owner of the Champagne House, bearing her name, put it best when she famously said, I only drink champagne when I'm happy. And when I'm sad, sometimes I drink it when I'm alone. When I have company, I consider it obligatory. I trifle with it if I'm not hungry and drink it when I am. Otherwise, I never touch it unless I'm thirsty. In other words, it's good all the time. However, sales of champagne are seven times higher during the week prior to New Year's Eve than any other week throughout the rest of the year. That means a lot of wine lovers are missing out on a great opportunity to discover how practical Yes, I said practical, champagne and sparkling wines can be. Personally, I'm never caught without a chilled bottle of bubbly in the fridge, just in case the mood strikes or friends drop by unexpectedly, and especially when they are expected. But if you happen to be one of those once-a-year champagne consumers, here's a quick primer on bubbly that might come in handy during your trip to your favorite wine shop. First, only wines made in the tiny champagne region of France using the strict Method Champenois, or Method Traditionnel, can be called Champagne, and it's usually denoted by a capital C in the name. All other Champagne-style wines are referred to as sparkling wines. Now, most mid-level price Champagnes probably run you between somewhere $40-$50, and those are non-vintage. That means they're a blend from several other years' worth of wines from the same winery, So, for example, the current non-vintage champagne might be made up of mostly 2016, mixed in with a little of 15 and a little bit more or less of 15 and bits of 13 and so on. Now, vintners use this method to maintain a house style in their wines from year to year. A vintage champagne is always designated by a specific year on the bottle, and that wine is made entirely from grapes harvested that particular year. Now, just like all wines, there are good vintages and not so good vintages. And unless you know specifically what you're looking for, I think most non-vintage champagnes are a good bet and can be enjoyed right away. Champagnes are also made from three different grape varieties, Chardonnay, Pinot Meunier, and Pinot Noir. A champagne labeled Blanc de Blanc, meaning white from whites, is made entirely from Chardonnay. And Blanc de Noir, white from reds, denotes that the wine is made from the red grapes, such as Pinot Meunier or Pinot Noir, or both. Most Brut Champagnes are made from a combination of Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Pinot Meunier, and they're considered to be relatively dry. But a Champagne labeled Extra Dry is actually a little sweeter than Brut, and Dry is sweeter than Extra Dry, and lastly, Brut Natural is totally dry. Now here's an important tip. In order to fully appreciate Champagne, serve it well chilled in a small white wine glass or tulip-style glass. 
While a tall flute style glass is certainly elegant and shows off the pretty bubbles, a glass with a larger bowl allows you to fully appreciate the bouquet of the wine and will definitely enhance your experience. So this New Year's Eve, while you're enjoying a wonderful bottle of bubbly, make a resolution for 2021 to drink more champagne and sparkling wine. Now on to my recommendations. I think one of the best values for authentic champagne is a non-vintage wine where the final product is a blend of wines made from prior years. Again, in order to maintain that certain style. A wonderful example is the non-vintage Gervais Gobillard Brut Authentique from the famed village of Hautevier. The Authentique Brut is complex, powerful, and a great value. The tightly packed bubbles add a certain degree of elegance as they deliver beautiful notes of apple, pear, citrus, and roasted almonds across the entire palate. Toasted hazelnuts are featured on the crisp, balanced finish. I would enjoy this maybe with some soft cheeses, maybe some fresh fruit. Best of all, for this quality of a champagne, it's only $37. Now, many vineyard owners in Champagne sell the majority of their grapes to the big champagne houses, like Krug and Moet Chandon. But some growers actually keep their fruit and produce wines for their own label. These are called grower champagnes. The Gimonet family has been doing exactly that for over half a century. Their non-vintage Pierre Gimonet, Blanc de Blanc's Brut, is made exclusively from Chardonnay grapes from top vineyard sites on their property. It boasts beautiful flavors of creamy lemon, nectarine, and they're elegantly woven around a core of acidity and minerality. The tiny precise bubbles give this wine a wonderful sense of balance and structure. It's one of our house favorites, $40. If you're looking to add a little color to the occasion, you can't beat rosé. And the non-vintage Montedon Grand Rosé Brut is a delicious choice. A rosé version of their popular Brut non-vintage champagne, it's a blend of all three classic varieties with an emphasis on Pinot Noir. It sports a lovely scents of cranberry and wild strawberry, supple red cherry, orange zest, and red berry fruits, and they offer up surprising depth. Mouth-watering, mineral-laden acidity meshes beautifully with hints of gala apple on the beautiful finish. Now, you can certainly enjoy this on its own, but I think for a real treat, I'd serve it maybe with roasted salmon, $50. If you're willing to splurge a bit in order to get a vintage champagne, a good one to start with is the 2011 Bertrand de Pierre. In tribute to the origins of this champagne, it's the result of the union of two families and two grape varieties. The Pinot Noir of Maison de Pierre, combined with the Chardonnays from Maison Bertrand, make this wine superbly delicious. It demonstrates a dynamic balance between liveliness and dryness. The fragrant scents of green apples and white flowers on the nose lead to beautiful flavors of crisp green apple, kiwi, roasted hazelnuts on the palate. The structure is full-bodied and the finish, featuring notes of toasted almonds, is lean and crisp. I think this wine would be perfect with oysters on the half shell. Best of all, it's only $85 for a vintage champagne. Now, if you're maybe looking to spend a little bit less on New Year's Eve celebrations, we can go in a slightly different direction and head into the sparkling wine category. For example, Prosecco is an inexpensive way to enjoy a wonderfully crisp, refreshing sparkling wine that'll make your guests feel welcome. The non-vintage La Torre del Prosecco Brunet Brut from Veneto, Italy is wonderful value. Scents of lemon lime fill the bouquet, while flavors of apple and nectarine dominate the front of the palate. The crisp, refreshing finish features citrus notes and just a hint of pear and yeast at the very end. Best of all, it's only $20. You can't go wrong. 
The Loire Valley of France is home to the non-vintage Jean-Marc Jules Vouvray sparkling wine. This sparkler is made exclusively from Chenin Blanc using the method Champenois that we mentioned earlier. It sports fresh scents of white peach and nectarine on the bouquet and bright flavors of citrus apple and roasted almonds on the delicate and complex body. An underlying sweetness is balanced by excellent acidity that buoys up the notes of mango on the refreshing finish. Again, only $20. If you're looking for a classic sparkling wine with a domestic label, the non-vintage J Vineyards Cuvée 20 Brut from the Russian River Valley of California is a great pick. It sports a wonderful bouquet that's full of toasted brioche, green apple, and lemon scents. Tight, compact bubbles carry flavors of ripe apple, citrus, roasted almonds across the entire palate. Great acidity adds a crisp finish, and again, a great pairing with oysters on the half shell, maybe even shrimp cocktail, $20. For a real twist, try a Georgian sparkling wine. I'm talking about the country, not the state. I've really enjoyed these since a friend introduced me to the brand several years ago. The non-vintage Pecorotioni 1882 Reserve Brut is made from a blend of indigenous grape varieties that have all been harvested and sorted by hand, then produced in the method Champenois. Aromas of ripe apricot and nectarine combined with well-balanced flavors of apple, pear, peach, and apricot. Again, all delivered across the palate by delicate bubbles. $26 and a great value. Many people consider Jack and Jamie Davies the founders of the high-end American sparkling wine movement. In 1965, after painstakingly restoring the historic Napa Valley Schramsburg Winery in St. Helena, they introduced their Blanc de Blanc sparkler. Today, Schramsburg portfolio includes a variety of sparkling wines. My personal favorite is the non-vintage Schramsburg Brut Rosé. It's made from a blend of Pinot Noir and Chardonnay and displays gorgeous flavors of strawberry and bright cherry on the front of the palate with notes of mango and papaya on the back end, really adding a delicious depth to the lovely long finish. Only $38. That concludes my recommendations for champagnes and sparkling wines for New Year's Eve. Please remember to drink responsibly. Here's wishing you a happy and healthy and a much less stressful 2021. That'll do it for this episode of The Vine Guy, a WTOP news podcast. This episode was produced by Sarah Beth Hensley, and the music you heard is Wishful Thinking by Dan Leibowitz, available in the YouTube audio library. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter and catch my Wine of the Week shows every Friday afternoon on WTOP Radio and WTOP.com. And remember, until the next time, do good, drink well.